You are listening to an Elam Church Christchurch podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by the message you are about to hear. And if you're ever in Christchurch, why don't you pop in and say hello? We'd love to connect. Hey, today we're we're looking at uh, the final installment of our lockdown series. It's just amazing how the Lord knows the exact timing of everything. And we've been following uh, throughout uh, Psalm 23, and uh, every week we've, we've tackled a different verse, and we've looked at the different things uh, that come out of those verses. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this time. I hope you have too, and I hope you've learned uh, something fresh and something exciting. And I really pray that today you would uh, once again be inspired and encouraged. But when we look at this psalm in Psalm 23, you know, we notice and we we understand that God is the good shepherd, that we are his sheep. King David, the author of the psalm, put himself as a, a sheep uh, with God, the good shepherd, over his life. You know, and remember, uh, like I said at the very beginning, uh, these psalms are, are, are what they call shepherd psalms or messianic psalms. And actually, they're, they're, be, they're to be read uh, with Psalm 22 and also Psalm 24. So I pray today that you will uh, be inspired as we look into Psalm 23, verse 6. And as we unpack this verse, may God speak directly into your situation. So let me read uh, this psalm for us today. Psalm 23, verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, these two verses could, uh, these verses could be broken down into two parts. The first part, the goodness and mercy of God follows us all the days of our life. And the second part is this, that we get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, today I want to ma- on a major on, uh, on one of these two um, parts today, the, what it means to dwell in the house of the Lord. But first, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we just honor you in this place. We honor you in our gatherings this morning. Lord, I pray that as I speak uh, to this passage, Lord God, that you would bring revelation into our own lives and into our own situation. Lord, that you would meet us right where we're at. I pray a blessing over every household that is gathering today over every campus, our campus in Belfast, our campus in Burnside, and of course our campus in the city. We just pray your covering over everyone in the wonderful name of Jesus. Give us ears to hear what your spirit would say to us this morning in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said... Amen. I want to encourage you to keep commenting down below in the, in the Facebook feed or in the YouTube feed, um, wherever you're watching this from. Uh, make sure you comment, you like, you share. We want to get this message out as far and wide as much as possible. But let's look at Psalm 23 verse 6. It starts with the affirmation that good, the goodness and mercy will always follow us the, all the days of our lives. You know, David, the author, who started the psalm by announcing that the good shepherd was the good shepherd to be followed, now he ends the psalm revealing that because of the result of following the good shepherd, 
that mercy and goodness follow us. Oh, that is such an amazing picture. Let me say that again. When we follow goodness, which is the goodness of the good shepherd, goodness and mercy follow us. And uh, so what does that mean? It, it really is a, an insight into what it means to be in relationship with the good shepherd. You cannot be around the good shepherd and not have the good shepherd affect your life. Amen, somebody. You know, the good shepherd is the one who will always, once you attach yourself to, to him, will always make an impact on your life. You know, we know this as the fruit of the Spirit. When we're connected to the Spirit of God, when we say yes to Jesus, when we believe that God is Lord, and that when we follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit become evident in our lives. You know what the fruits are? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faith, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, these are all part of the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to encourage us all to keep following the Good Shepherd. Amen, somebody. It's His goodness, His love, and His grace, His mercy that will become a part of our own lives as we follow Him. I love it. I love that it says, goodness and mercy will follow us. The second part reads this way. It says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, many would have thought that David was making a reference to a future destination, a kingdom that was not yet present, a kingdom to come. And, and maybe you've thought that way, that, that this is a reference to heaven and the kingdom of God that is to be established. I want to remind us all that the kingdom of God will be established. Amen, somebody. There is a heaven that is eternal, that awaits each and every believer, everyone that says yes to Jesus has booked himself a ticket to heaven. But really, David, the psalmist, the author of these of these words was not making a reference to a future destination, but he was actually making a reference to the house of God, the house of God, which is the temple of the Lord, which is the, the place where God would dwell with his people. You know, when we read another psalm, we actually get a better idea of what David was meaning in Psalm 23. So if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 27, verses 1 to 6. Psalm 27, which is not long after some uh, the writings here in Psalm 23. Now, this is what it says. Let me read this to you. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Amen. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. He set me upon uh, high upon a rock. 
Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me and, and his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy and I will sing and make music to the Lord. Amen, somebody. You know, this is such a powerful, powerful uh, passage. And uh, I believe that this is really what David was making reference to when he talked about dwelling in the house of the Lord. So in the final few minutes that I have with you this morning, I want to talk about the importance of being in the house of the Lord. And maybe uh, you're taking notes this morning. The title of this message is actually A Heart for the House of the Lord. So what does it mean or what does it look like uh, to love the house of the Lord? And what does it what's that impact on our lives for today? Well, when we think about the house of the Lord, there are three things that I want to highlight for us. The first one is this, that the house of the Lord is a place of intimacy. Write that one down, place of intimacy. You know, the Bible tells us again in this verse, in verse 4, one thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To do what? To gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. David wanted to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. You know, what does it mean to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord? It means to look with love. It means to look with reverence. It means to look with awe. When we can gather together in the house of the Lord, we can look upon the Lord and, and look at his majestic wonder. Look at, uh, at the lover of our soul, like the authors uh, and the author of, of uh, the, song of, uh, the writings of the Song of Songs. He writes about his love for the bride, this this intimate love. You know, God and us, we can have this beautiful intimacy, that, this love connection that cannot be broken. When we gather in the house of the Lord, like David, we get to see God. We get to see God. You know, spiritually, we can engage with God. Spiritually, we can see him face to face. Why? Because his presence dwells in the house of the Lord. Bible tells us that where two or more are gathered in my name, then there I am in the midst. The presence of the Lord gathers in the house of the Lord. Amen, somebody. You know, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord means that he captures our attention. Come on, how many need their attention captured by the Lord? Come on, has he caught your eye? Has he caught your focus? Has your has your, um, has your love been just um, focused on God in this last few, few weeks and few months? Come on. When we gather in the house, we can just focus in on God. That's what it means to gaze. I don't know if you've got a kid in your house or a young child, but have you ever tried to speak to a child while they're watching their favorite program on TV? It's near impossible. You can say whatever you want to say, but where their eyes are, their focus is. David understood that where, where his gaze was, was his heart. You know, he looked and he gazed upon the beauty of the Lord. And that was where his heart was. But then he goes on and he says this. He says, not only does he gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, but he seeks him in his holy temple. What does it mean for us to seek him in his holy temple? 
It means we pursue Him. It means that we're hungry and that we're thirsty for God, that we're driven to Him, that we are moved towards God. You know, our hearts, they gravitate towards God. Can I get a amen somebody? Come on, is that, is that the cry of your heart? One thing that I ask, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to, and to seek Him in His holy temple. Come on, that is the cry of David's heart. Let that be the cry of your heart. The house of the Lord is a place of intimacy. It's a place where we can see God, but also that God can see us. It is a place when we gather together that we can open up our hearts and allow God to see what is going on in our lives. You know, we cannot hide anything from God. God sees us. And he sees our worship. He sees our hearts as we, as we come uh, together in the house of the Lord. You know, the second thing uh, that uh, David references in the psalm, he says uh, that uh, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of a sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. The number, number two the thing of that, uh, is why it is so important to gather in the house of the Lord. Number two, it's a place of safety. Now, many of us, many of us, we go through seasons of trouble. Hands up right now if you have ever been in a season of trouble. Yeah, I've got both hands up. I've got both legs up because I've been in trouble again. I'm not saying uh, being in trouble for something you did wrong, but I'm talking about uh, being in trouble because life gets hard. There are difficulties. There are situations that are out of your control that you can't control, that you can't handle. I've seen people in days of trouble, you know, in their days of trouble. And, and this is what I commonly see in the church. I've noticed over the years that when people go through trouble, that they run from the church. They actually run away from the church. When they walk away saying, uh, I'll sort it out. I'll sort out my troubles. I'll sort out my problems. I'll sort out what's going on. That's what's wrong in my life. And then when it's sorted out, I'll come back into the church. Once I've got that sorted out, then I'll be back. That is the worst thing you can say. That is the worst thing you can do. I'm speaking to you right now as a pastor and as your pastor. I'm telling you that the worst thing you can do when you're in the day of trouble, when you're in a season of trouble, is actually to go away from the church, to run away from the church. David understood that in the church, in the house of the Lord, was a safety. Come on, it was a dwelling place of safety. He says here, uh, um, in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. Come on, somebody. You know, when Thomas doubted that Jesus had risen, one thing great that he did was he never ran away. He stayed with the apostles. He stayed in the presence of the Lord. It was because he was there with the apostles that when Jesus showed up, he was able to have an encounter with Jesus. He was able to reach out and touch Jesus. Come on, when you're not in the house, you can't reach out and touch Jesus. You need to be in the house. Can I get an amen? 
You know, Judas was the exact opposite. Judas, one of the apostles, when Jesus died, he ran away. He was alone with his thoughts. He was alone with his grief. And he was away from all the support. And what do you think the result was? Well, you guys know what the end result is. You know, and we've got to remember that we've got to run to the church in our day of trouble. We've got to run to the church. I remember when I was a kid in primary school, I, I had developed no sense of conflict resolution. I didn't even know what that word was or what those words meant. You know, and when trouble came to me at school as a primary age kid, you know, my response uh, to conflict, to crisis, or to stressful moments was actually to run home. I would just run home. My house was about uh, 15 minutes walk from the school. It wasn't that far, but in those days it was close. So, and uh, and as it didn't matter, you know, whether there was anybody home or not. When I when I got into a stressful moment, I ran home. Why? Because home was safe. Home I understood. Home I knew. It was my sanctuary, my refuge, my place of peace. Come on, when trouble comes, church, will you run home? Will you run to the house of the Lord? That is what we're supposed to do in our day of trouble. Can I get an amen, somebody? The third and final thing that we discover out of this passage is that the house of the Lord is a place of sacrifice. Verse 6 says this, Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At, at his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. I want to remind us that the house of the Lord is a place of sacrifice. The priests would sacrifice at the altar of the Lord. They would lift up burnt offerings unto God. Come on, we've got to uh, remember that we gather as a sacrifice unto the Lord. It's a place of a sacrifice. So what does that mean? Well, well David gives us a hint. He says it's, it's a sacrifice with shouts of joy, and I will sing and make music to the Lord. Come on, it's a place of worship. The house of the Lord is a place of worship. It's a place that we give God the glory. Amen, somebody. I know you're doing great in your homes as you gather, and you've been doing great over the last few weeks and, and months, but there's nothing greater than being together in the house of the Lord and worshiping God, lifting up holy hands, and giving Him the glory. Come on, it's a sacrifice of worship that He desires. He wants us to sacrifice our worship to Him. We come to the Lord with sacrifices of worship. We come to Him with sacrifices of praise. We come to Him with sacrifices of gifts and offerings. And we come to Him with sacrifices of our talents. You know, when you come to the house of the Lord, and, and, and let me remind you that we are coming out of lockdown and we're going to be back in the house of the Lord. But when you come back into the house, will you come with a sacrifice? Will you come with a sacrifice of praise? Will you come with a sacrifice of worship, with a sacrifice of your offerings, of your gifts? Maybe this is the time for you to now think about how can I be a, be a priest in the house of the Lord? How can I use what I'm given to glorify God? Come on, I want you to pray and seek the Lord during this time and lay down at the altar of the Lord your sacrifice. Maybe you've got to lay down a, a, a fresh 
uh, dreams before the Lord and say, Lord, this is, my, this is my sacrifice to you. Maybe for some of us, it's to lay down our future. Lord, I give you my future. I give you my life at the altar of sacrifice. Or maybe for some of us, it's the sacrifice of our fears and our worries and our anxiety. Come on, let's not let the enemy rule us. Let's lay down everything that we hold on to at the altar of sacrifice. I love David's heart. As I close this morning, I love David's heart. He said this, one thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, to worship him in his holy temple. Come on, I pray, my prayer as your pastor is that you would have a heart for the house of the Lord, that you would have a heart for the house of God like never before. As we come out of lockdown, Come on, come with expectation. Come with, with excitement. Come with faith. Come on, God's, God's going to bless you as you come. God's going to release over you a new anointing, a fresh anointing as you gather in the house of the Lord. Amen, somebody. Come on, let me pray for you. Why don't you receive this? Everybody just lift up holy hands. Wherever you are, if you, come on, stand together and let's just, let's just declare this aloud together. Come on, let's just declare this. Father, in the name of Jesus, Everybody repeat after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would give me a fresh heart for the house of the Lord. Help me to burn for fire, for, for God to move in my heart. Lord, I give you everything. I give you the glory. I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you guys. It's been such an honor and a privilege to be with you this morning. I pray that you would be blessed and that as we gather again, that God will continue to bless us as we seek his face. Thank you for listening to this Elam Church Christchurch podcast. For more information about our church, you can visit www.elamchristchurch.org or connect at one of our services every Sunday at 10am.